Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, good morning, good Saturday, good weather, good sunshine, good grief. It's the Cardinals and the Cubbies. Oh, baby, it's the middle of the country. I love St. Louis. Maybe you do, too. Welcome. Good morning. How you doing? How are you? In all those greetings. My name is Scott Mosby. We have one hour, one hour sprint till we get to the Cardinals and the Cubbies right here on KMOX. Lots, Lots of things coming. All of it good on KMOX. This is the Helitech Foundation Home Repair Home Improvement Show. And I am at your host, at your service, at your radio, hopefully on your phone. Phone lines, all of them, all of them, just for you. 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120. You loyal KMOX family of listeners, those phone numbers have stayed for years, decades that I'm pretty sure of. So it's the same. Call in your questions. Topics, favorite products, challenges, all the things around your home, your life, your what we call in the business, the built environment. Basically, all the structures and buildings that house us, insulate, isolate us, hopefully keep us healthy from the elements outside today. It's going to be just a grand St. Louis day. 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. We're going to talk about you, your home, your challenges. My goodness, we finally have sunshine. It's May. Time to be outside. We're going to start inviting all of the guests, the family, the friends, everybody over to your house. Yeah, I'm going to put an invitation. I've got all your addresses, so I'm going to issue all kinds of invitations to all your friends. So they're going to come look at your deck, your patio, your front door, your kitchen, your bathroom. They'll use your bathroom. They'll come in and out of your gr- No, I'm not really. But those are the things we can talk about. 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. I thank Jake Spurgeon from Mosby Building Arts last week standing in. I go to school a lot. The longer I'm in this industry, the more I recognize the need for continuing education. I'm part of many groups that are best practices groups uh, where we present our best practices and learn from, in this case, a dozen other companies around on the table, sharing their best practices, uh, failures, successes, the things that work. A good example is all of the phenomenal products that are out there in the marketplace. And they do exactly what they offer. But they don't sometimes play well with all the other phenomenal products. And it only matters in my world of building, remodeling, home improvement, architectural design, building science, It only matters what the net deliverable experience is, what the consumer, the homeowner, really gets. Uh, So if you put the best five products together on your home, you may wind up with all of those things you hear so much about. Mold, mildew, bad indoor air quality, uh, problems with air exchange, wonderfully efficient heating and cooling, but your family is not healthier. All of those things are the things that we've discovered or I've discovered. And in my current role 
as kind of the educator, both here on CAMWEX as well as in my uh, full-time career at Mosby Building Arts. Um, and I love sharing my experiences. And I'm a gatherer of successes. I am a gatherer of failures. And my job is to share that. Hopefully, I can pre-disaster you and take the bullet understand the failures, share them with you, keep you out of trouble here. That's why I'm here on KMOX. I love this. This is truly uh, part of my personal mission is really to empower others to greater success. Pretty good time. I like it. It, it, it's fun. So right here on Cam Wex, I, you know, let's just get rolling, see what's cooking here, and start with Kate. Hey, Kate, good morning. Welcome to Cam Wex, my friend. How can I good help? Good morning. Um, I was calling about a ridge vent on my roof. I, I had a new roof put on mm-hmm. uh, about six months ago, and uh, I had called you first and asked you about the options that they offered me. Yes. Optional, and, I, and you said to take them all, and I did. And uh, so I took the ridge vent. Uh, to have them put that on. And um, I didn't, I, and they took the turbines out. Um, I didn't think to ask you about this, and they didn't, the roofing company didn't ask me. I have an attic, uh, uh, like a whole house fan, an mm. attic fan. Yes. Does that make a difference uh, with a ridge vent? I mean, uh, yes. Yes, it does. Kate, for example, um, a whole house fan moves about six to seven times the cubic feet or volume of air that a normal attic can get rid of. So if you don't have enough ventilation in your attic somewhere uh, around the eaves, the overhang, any kind of pan vents, uh, ridge vents, all of those, um, then you're blowing air into a plastic bag. The whole house fan will pressurize or try and move the air from the house up into the attic, but it can't really get out of the attic. So it's kind of like taking that plastic bag and poking one or two small holes in it. You will move some air, but not a whole lot. It's important to calculate. I mean, that's a whole different and additional engineering challenge. So you did the right thing by putting the ridge vent on. Uh, there may be more additional ventilation and that's now, now you're in my, my whole monologue of, monologue of the opening is more good things don't always work out better. This is one where you need more good things plus some more good things plus some more good things and they all have to play well in the sandbox together. Okay, so I need what? More holes in the attic. Okay, now wouldn't you think the uh, roofing company could ask me? Am I supposed to know to ask them? No, that welcome to my world. This is exactly it because um, my whole career, my whole company, everything at Mosby Building Arts is bridging managerially, planning, and communicating between the various specialties. So roofing and attic ventilation is one thing. A whole house fan is almost like commercial kitchen exhaust. It's it's a heating and cooling issue. So um, uh, it would be nice if they would bring that up, but they really don't have the offerings, nor do they have the skill to answer the question. If you say, well, how, you know, I want you to do more for ventilation. They don't really, that's not their thing. They don't know where to go. So that's that you're getting into the purpose and function of a general contractor or an architect 
where even on, you know, changing roofs, this is why Mosby is always uh, doing far more comprehensive stuff than others because we know more. And therefore, we're going to do more. And as we do more, people think, well, hey, you don't need all that. That's just bogus. Well, here you go. You know, so uh, you're, uh, I would call, oh, man, you're welcome to call our company uh, because we're going to have to add a whole lot more holes to your house. Sometimes they're movable louvers so that they blow out, but they don't let air back in. Uh, and sometimes it's difficult to add there, Kate. So yeah, anyway, you're welcome to call Mosby at 909-1800. But, uh, oh. Now that the roof is in, you're telling me it's difficult to add the what was up there. With there was at least two holes. Well, it's it's how you add them. It, it, frankly, you did the right thing because if you let somebody do more holes in the attic uh, beyond their understanding and expertise, they're not going to move the ball forward. They move it backwards, and then you wind up paying to have that undone, and then add. You know, so you, I think you're good where you went. You just didn't get far enough. That's all. Don't 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 beat yourself up over this. You're just not finished. You haven't crossed the finish line yet. You everything you did up to now is good. Just you have another twenty percent to go. So, but what, what you're saying is that uh, this roofing company, which has been around a very long time, and I've used them before, um, uh, they're not in the business of whole house attic fans. It's okay, a different. It's like French input. They can put more um, ventilation in. Yes, and they have to really understand ridge vents and um, attic ventilation in order to do that. You're you're moving into fluid air engineering and not roofing and attic ventilation. It's a bigger deal. This stuff isn't easy, or else everybody would do it, Kate. Uh, let me. I need to move on here, um, but. Uh, Please, please call our office at 909-1800. We can at least point you to somebody. But the, the issue is you may spend as much for added ventilation on your attic as you just did for your roof. And consumers sometimes just don't stomach that well. You see oh, I just I'm, don't use my attic fan anymore. Is that it? Well, that yeah, that's another effective way to do it. You can open up all your windows or just turn your attic fan on and accept that it's only going to be 15% as effective as it used to be. And that's okay. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Kate. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Camwex. I mean, welcome to my world. Complexity compounds the more good stuff you do, and doing the right thing doesn't always make things better. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Camwex. You can listen to News Radio 1120 KMOX anytime, anywhere. Download the radio.com app and favorite us today. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement, beautiful Saturday. I love it. Pretty good weather coming today and tomorrow. Oh, yeah, don't you love it? Uh, back to Kate and a ridge vent whole house fan issue, the first question of this hour. The other thing is, did you ask the roofer and tell them that you had a whole house fan? I mean, if they don't know about it, they can't really respond to it so and you know the planning so anyway just just make sure uh try and bring up all the things around that attic but likewise they should get up in that attic and ins inspect it for the roofing so no it's not fully kate's thing but as the consumer it's more important to talk more than less uh and if you just get you know a number on the back of a business card and that's the price and you really don't know what you're getting 
you know, roofs are not all uh, equal. Let's see what's cooking here. Go with Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Scott here. How may I help you, my friend? Good morning, Scott. Hi. You've helped me before. I hope we can help me again. Good. We have a... We have a 60-year-old house, and the two first-floor bathrooms gurgle when you flush them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked up on the Internet, and it shows some man on the roof putting a, pr- a hose down the soil stack, I guess, with high pressure to unclog it, uh, yep. and it seemed to work. Does yep. that sound like something that's possible or practical or feasible, or don't do it? Don't do it. Uh, here's here's what happened, Tom. Here, you, oh, this, is, this is right in. Uh, you want to get Scott up on the stump. Here we go again. Um, (laughs) uh, flushing mechanisms. When we went to the 1.6 gallon flush, we basically designed jet engine flushing systems to basically flush a brick down a toilet. So that means the velocity of these new toilets, if your toilets are flushing properly, they're really scouring and vacuuming that bowl. So they're working. Now, Go back 30, 40 years to the way houses were built. There were double Ys that came in on the plumbing stack down below for those two bathrooms. So basically I'm saying you've got one toilet that backs up to the four-inch standpipe and another toilet from the back-to-back bathroom, and it comes in on a double Y. So you draw a vacuum on toilet A, it literally will draw a vacuum and sometimes pull the water out of the bowl of toilet B. Only yes, because does. of pipes. It, it so does. you need to go back to some namby-pamby toilets or replumb your stack. You've got 2018 engineering with 2000 and, and or, or 1950s plumbing um, mechanics. That's the deal. Um, and, and we at Mosby, we learned this the hard way. We started putting in better and better toilets. And then all of, you know, then you come back and say, well, I need to replumb your stack. And they're like, you're crazy. It's just a toilet. No, it's not. It's a jet engine in reverse. (laughs) Yeah, but all this is the original equipment, original toilets, original stack and everything. Well, then you do. Are these 1.6 gallon toilets? It's the regular toilet that was there when we moved in 30 years ago. We haven't replaced either toilet. Well, then you do have some sort of a blockage. Now now you're back to... Uh, now, here's two things, uh, Tom, that if you have that, then that hose down the thing. I, I'm not advocating a hose down the roof uh, on that stack, but that could be your problem. You may have an air blockage in that um, air vent uh, because as the slug of water goes down you basically pull a vacuum and that's what that air vent through the roof is for. So I'm, I'm back with you, but, uh, but I would check if you have 1.6 gallon flush toilets, which maybe you do, maybe you don't, then it's not original engineering. You have a mix of the old and the new, but even if you have two, three and a half gallon flushes, which flush much more slowly and they rely on a lot more water to clear that bowl, they can still pull down quite a vacuum if you have an air block I'd, I'd get i'd get a professional out there on especially don't play around on your roof and if you're not sure what's happening inside those pipes you can you can basically flood your house because it depending upon the age of your house it's 60 years old you could run that right. hose right through and fill up the drywall inside your house you know if right. you have a broken stack right. so you know careful what you ask for you just might get it right and i, I like your arthur godfrey imitation at the beginning how are you Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're in the Midwest. We have them all. I mean, we're from okay. the, you know, boot heel up to the Midwest. You know, we've got them all. 
Thanks again, Art. Thanks, Chad. Okay, Tom. Good luck. And I would just uh, just think about it, but the logic here, you can also have a blockage downstream to where you just have some resistance in that pipe down to the point that that water goes down and then backs back up and then releases. So don't, don't put anything off the table. You have some sort of a main stack blockage, probably right. up, but you might have some up and some down too. Don't, you know, gremlins come with five heads sometimes. Okay, good deal. Thanks again, Scott. All right, Tom. Bye. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. Let's go next. I'm in a little bit of a panic. I want to see the Cubbies play. Oh, yeah, the Cards. Cardinals are going to deal it today. Uh, Let's see what's happening with Rowan. Hey, Rowan, Scott here. How can I help you, my friend? Yeah, hi, Scott. You got a a real beautiful show. Thank you. Uh, Scott, uh, a while back, something like maybe eight or nine months ago, Mm -hmm. you was talking about your entry doors to your house? Yeah, yeah. And that you were saying that it's bad news for somebody trying to break in? Yes. Can you give me the name of the doors you were talking about? Uh, I believe you say you installed them. Um, there, there are a couple of doors. Uh, Pella has a multi-point locking system. Uh, and basically here, Rowan, what I'm talking about is... Instead of your typical front door that has just the strike and the keeper and then maybe a deadbolt, uh, these doors actually have a top and a bottom lock, much like a vault in a bank. Those pins that go through all the way up and, well, uh, Pella has a multi-point locking system. Provia is one of the doors I was talking about. Now, some of these are all options, so if you buy the basic door, you're not going to get it. You need to buy on up the food chain there, Rowan, but, you know, Pella and Provia are two, and more are coming along all the time, and you just need the door to be solid enough that, you know, you chase them to your neighbor's house. Okay. Now, can you give me a ballpoint figure on about how much they cost? Uh, a multi-point locking point door is probably four to five times the cost of a standard door. Usually the hardware costs twice as much as the door does anyway. So you're at least talking about $1,000. Oh, you're talking more like those doors typically start at $2,000 to $2,500 plus any kind of installation options, doorknobs, all that. I mean, basically, Fort Knox is not built like my house, and the cost of Fort Knox is way different than my house. So this is a different mission. Now, your company does install doors, right? Oh, yeah. If you want them done right, I mean, we in my dad's old words, they're screwed, blued, and tattooed, so, you know. Well, that's all I had. I, I know you was talking about. It was about eight and nine months ago. You was talking about. Oh, they're they're great doors. Because I mean, here, here here's another little benefit when you latch a door in three points instead of one or one and a half, kind of with a deadbolt. You don't bow the door so badly because as you pull into that weather strip with just a doorknob, the top and the bottom kind of stick out and the center pulls in. When you latch with a multi-point lock, you basically straighten out that door panel so the long-term warp isn't performed by latching and weather sealing the door. So there's a bunch of multiple, I mean, you add more money to stuff, you get all kinds of better things. But so not every consumer can stomach the price of these doors. Okay, then well, I really appreciate that when I Things go right, but I'll call your office up so you can uh, give me something to install. Right on. Thanks, Rowan. I, I would appreciate the honor to come talk to you. I remember, I remember you was talking about that. Yeah. But it was a while ago when you were talking about it, at least about nine months. 
And be open to something else. It's like, yeah, we can put this door in, but, you know, they're going to break in your windows first. So we don't always necessarily, sometimes we seem like we're not answering the right question. It's like, you can spend all this money on this door, but that window back there is how, you know, Joe Blow is coming in. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Rowan. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, we are at your service. I'm wound up. Bosco's in the corner cranking out 50,000 watts. <laughs> well, maybe medication would help me. I'm not sure. I, I, you know, often disputed, uh, sometimes uh, recommended, never taken. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, welcome back. It is the beautiful Midwest. If you can hear my voice... <laughs> I think you've got good weather, unless you're halfway around the world on the miracle of the Internet and the 800 phone lines. Well, bring them on. We can talk right here. Uh, If you're looking for uh, seminars and you want to learn just a little bit more, part of the outreach here uh, on May 19th, coming in here in a couple of weeks, additions up and out, how to expand your house, make more room, uh, increase or create new living spaces. That's a seminar. It's going to be at the Holiday Inn in Sunset Hills, May 19th. The doors open at uh, 10 a.m. So uh, come ahead and see what's happening. If you want to sign up for that you can uh, sign up at callmosby.com the website c-a-l-l-m-o-s-b-y next up let's go to the phones talk with my friend here don hey don good morgan how can i help you hi scott uh, you we had your company come out and do some work for us and the workers were excellent and the work that they did was excellent now my wife wants a new or upgraded kitchen and i want new uh landscape do you guys do that uh, we will work with the landscapers. Our thing, Don, is getting the water to run the right direction. After that, the plants and the and all of that, uh, that we outsource that. So we would recommend you to somebody else planting those plants. We're big about mulch looking like it slopes away from the house. You dig it back and the dirt underneath is sloping toward the house, calling, causing water issues. So we get involved with landscaping just enough to protect the house. After that, after go ahead, Don. Uh, I was just going to say, what company would you recommend for landscaping? Oh my, uh, do, where are you located, Don? South County. Um, gosh, there's a bunch of, we work with Frizella quite a bit. Uh, they're very reputable. Uh, it depends on exactly what you're doing because if you're putting in a patio, we have brick masons that do that. Uh, however, if you're doing softscape plantings and trees and such, we would then refer that to Frizella. So I should call you guys and you'd tell me what, what to do and where to go and who to contact, right? That's the best way to glean as much value out of us as you can, because really, the more that you bring to us and the more we can coordinate it, the more everything plays well together. And, and you know, kind of like our first caller here with Kate saying, well, I don't know if I even told him I had a full house fan. Well, yeah. you know, it's a, we will. You know, it's like, hey, tell the guy this or, or put him on the well, phone. That's exactly, that's exactly what I want. I want somebody to coordinate everything because I don't know what I'm doing with landscaping. Now for the uh, kitchen, I don't know if we need a new kitchen or an upgraded kitchen. She wants all new appliances, of course. Sure. Uh, And I would like uh, some uh, minor or small carpentry work, too. So Mm -hmm. you guys can handle that also, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Once you get uh, a a team there for the kitchen, you've got enough expertise there that they'll drive the rest of the bus or refer you out. So that's, that's the sweet part. Whether you're just changing 
countertops or appliances? Are you moving walls and plumbing? You know, it just depends. You've got enough smarts there when we get there with the design team. So, well, I really, we, she and I were really, really very pleased with with, with you guys and the work they did, and we're concerned that we get a good, uh, another good company. So that's why I'm calling you. So we'll be calling you within the next week or so to set up something for the new kitchen and the landscaping. Thanks, Don. And, and frankly, um, even though it's a new kitchen, we may keep enough of that supervision and just say, okay, we're just going to put in six hours of supervision to get along with the landscaping so that the hose bibs get put in right. And, you know, all the, so again, it's, it's easy just to supervise when you're adding something on, or you can totally outsource it. But that's, that's just what we do well, is getting people to play well together and all the technologies to not mess each other up. So. Well, that's exactly what I want you guys to do, to supervise and make sure. Because I, I, I want a company I can trust, and I'm, I had a company that was no good. I won't mention their name. But when I, when I had you guys come in, I was, we were very impressed. So we'll be calling you guys. Thanks, Don. Hey, I'll send you a check for advertising here in a few minutes. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Just kidding. I'm not, but I appreciate it. Again, that's it. I'm here at your service. It's part of the family of CamoX as well. We are here. For your home improvement, CamoX at your service. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, I am fit to be tied all wound up on a Saturday, just charging forward to the Cardinal game. I'll be tuned in and listening to KMOX, as I usually am. Perhaps you will, too. Uh, if you'd like to get in here, we've got some phone lines open, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. And let's get started, see what's cooking here and talk with my friend Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning, my friend. How can I help? Yeah, Scott, just want to let uh, the listeners know we had a blower door test done on our house, an 80-year-old uh, masonry house. Uh, and uh, that, that, was a, that was a uh, enlightening experience on an 80-year-old house. It, 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 uh, we ended up with the air change per hour at 8.2, and I understand Boy. the new code calls for 5.2, so... Uh, uh, the, the guy that did it, I don't know if I'm allowed to give a little plug for uh, for the guy. Uh, give me the green light, and I'll, I'll give you the name of the company. I'd rather hold on the company, but the, the lesson and the message is good. If they're good, they'll find okay. the guy. They're good, yeah. His name was Don, okay. and uh, he uh, working with the gas company through Spire. So I'm at yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so that's a good one. Show. I mean, you can call the gas company and get these blower door tests. Good. Yep, yep. And uh, it, was, uh, it was enlightening. It was very good. Uh, gave me a few... A few things that I was uh, sus suspected, and a few things that I had no idea. Uh, Use a thermal imaging camera. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, I mean, it was. You it got was a well really worked. good service. And it, it, Scott, it was a hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! I, mean, I don't. I don't know what the going rate is. Uh, you know, he has some uh, uh, incentives from the gas company. Whatever the deal is, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And uh, so, you know, that it, it was well worth it. If you can find this guy, look at the home shows. Uh, uh, it, it's well worth a hundred bucks. Uh, and what did you do with that information, Mike? I, I, well, I've been busy, Scott. I haven't gotten to anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> there you, you go. You, you, you understand that. No, I've, I've got, uh, got my list. I need to go back through. Uh, he talked about some insulation around the, uh, rim joists mm -hmm. and uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, one that I didn't suspect was, uh, 
straight through from the stack down to the basement. There's oh, about yeah. a four inch four inch hole for a two and a half inch pipe. Yes, uh, you know something like that. So uh, a little uh, uh, expander like that. Uh, you know, the ex- uh, expanding foam. Yep. Is, yep. Uh, is, Did he check uh, your carbon monoxide uh, in your uh, furnace and uh, down yes, below? He, yeah. Yes. Yes. He had the uh, the, the the backdraft uh, testing. Yeah. Uh, the, the instruments were very technical. He put a tube outside, one inside. Yep. Measured the uh, uh, difference between the two uh, pressures. Uh, ran the, the fan. Yep. Uh, when he discovered that we had something, I, I forget what was either open or closed that should have been the other direction. We went back and did it again. Yeah. Uh, you know that that kind of stuff. Very thorough. Uh, the guy was an ex-building inspector, so he actually checked our ground fault interrupters and nice. you know, just went went beyond. So uh, another point on your, your four-point uh, door latch. I'm yes, a retired fire, firefighter, oh. and uh, you're, you're dealing as a fit with those four-point latches. Yeah, so, man. I, I, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're keeping the guys out, good and bad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so thanks for what you do, Scott. That, uh, that lower door test, if anybody has opportunity I, I i recommend that well mike thank you i'll go on it a little bit more thank you sir okay thank you bye-bye all right bye uh, it, it's interesting because uh if you know what mike's talking about a blower door test it's effectively shutting all the windows turning off all your pilot lights and then putting a big vacuum cleaner basically a big axial fan inside one of the exterior doors of the house and blowing out so it draws an incredible vacuum on your house and it makes your house leak like an absolute sieve. It just causes air to come in everywhere. And if you leave your water heater on, it'll backdraft, you know, the carbon monoxide down. Well, what Mike is describing, and I want to get right to this, what this is really about is that plumbing stack that goes all the way from your basement. You know, the big round black pipe you have might be white in your house, starts in the basement, goes all the way up through the roof. Well, back in the days of yore, when I was coming up in the trades, we used to cut holes, you know, five by five inch for the outside of that pipe, and then we never really flash around it. So air can move from the basement to the attic or from the attic to the basement. And uh, myself and I think three other people from Mosby, oh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, were some of the first blower door um, um, home um energy auditors in St. Louis. And that's where my energy science or building science started. So one guy from my company said, maybe, you know, maybe we should just go ahead and plug up that stack here right now. Let's just get her done. And a fellow from my office said, we can't do that. If it's, if there's a carbon monoxide problem, we could kill this house occupant. And we were actually in a house doing an actual home with a blower door test. And they were teaching, training us how to go about doing all this. It was all funded by the state of Missouri, uh, trying to get Don trained 15 years later. Don might've been there 15 years ago as well, uh, because there are some really smart guys in this town that know how to analyze a house. But my point being that plugging leaky holes in the outside envelope of a house may not be safe because if the other system, for example, the flue or the exhaust pipe for your furnace or water heater, if that is not operating correctly, then that may be creating enough healthy, fresh makeup air. Like Mike was saying, his house had eight and a half air changes per hour. That means that of the big box of air, you throw that out the house eight times in an hour. And that means you also bring in eight times outside air per hour. 
Well, years ago, when we started building houses tighter and tighter and tighter, which is why energy audits became part of it, where we were not making house occupants healthy because we cut down the fresh air coming into the house. Lo and behold, only to find out that's what was the healthy stuff, keeping the occupants healthy. The oxygen was coming there because the rest of their house wasn't. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit too far down the rabbit hole here, but understand that, you know, that's important. Let's uh, see what's cooking here. Uh, talk to Todd and see what's happening. Hey, hey Todd, Todd, my, my friend, friend, how can I help? Hey. Yeah, I have a condo downtown in the Loft District, and the water heater has some corrosion on the elements, uh, you know, contact points. Uh-huh. And um, so it looks like I'm going to replace the water heater. Uh, and I want to know your thoughts about an instant on hot water heater, uh, electric or gas. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what. Um, basically, an on-demand tankless water heater is a blast furnace with water pipes run through it. So the water temperature rise or the delta between the incoming water temp, say 40, 45 degrees Fahrenheit, then up to 110, 115, those, those are highly engineered by volume and temperature rise or the delta between source and outflow. Uh, I love them. The problem is, and we've gone a little bit beyond, uh, so I like the tankless. However, there's now a hybrid, or you can get a standard tank with a very fast recovery. Uh, but the hybrid actually has a small 5 or 10-gallon tank. So if you're going to wash your hands or make a cup of tea or, you know, just rinse a dish, you're not firing on, you know, this massive blowtorch of an on-demand uh, water heater. The sweet part of this and why I still love these or the hybrids is once you get one or two showers going at max flow, you can keep making hot water forever. As long as you get that engineered size of that water heater right, you won't ever run out of hot water unless you start a third shower or run the clothes or dishwasher, you know, that kind of thing. So you have to do the math on this. It's all highly engineered. I like them. I like them a lot because when you're gone, or you're asleep, that unit is off. You are using zero zilch, nada, nothing for energy. That's where the big, big energy savings come from. So I like the hybrids better, Todd, um, but uh, the, if you want a tankless, that works too. Okay. Do you have a specific brand that you can recommend? Uh, not really. I haven't found, uh, you have to get up the food chain. It, you know, it's like buying in a car brand. You've got the economical one, the economical with some few things added, and then you've got the be better model. So you get into the name brands, uh, all of which you would recognize. It's more which model and matching. So you're going to need a really good plumber to get you into this. Uh, otherwise, if they just pull out one water heater and put in another, you're, you're not done. This is a big deal. Okay. Yep. So... Get a plumbing contractor. Amen. And, Amen. Okay. You, you, and a good one, you know, somebody that knows these things um, because they, they're different and they're highly engineered and, and they're very performance driven. Okay. Thank you. You bet, Todd. Good question, my friend. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We've got so much going on today, uh, so stay tuned. So many things that are happening. Uh, and I want to invite you one more time to a seminar, May 19th, Editions Up and Out at the Holiday Inn in Sunset Hills. You old-timers might remember it as the uh, Holiday Inn of Sunset Hills. I'm not even going to go there for the rest of you. You may. 
may not. Uh, the doors open at 10 a.m. That's on Saturday. And it's additions up and out, ways to add more space. Uh, so anyway, if, if that's your thing, we're ready for you. Uh, also, we've got Cardinals and Cubs coming up here next on KMOX. I've got a few minutes after the top of the hour. I'll be on for about five or ten minutes, bridging us to the Wizards of the baseball. Uh, the Ameren Access Total pregame show. Alex Ferrario comes on at 1220. Stay tuned. Cards and the Cubs right here in town. Lots of things happening on KMOX here on St. Louis. Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back again for a little bit of a retread, retime. A few more minutes before we go to the Cardinal Cubs baseball game here at Bush Stadium. So many things happening. And the weather is one. I mean, we're talking about near perfect temperatures today. And that's all because Brad Choate, the weatherman, is making it happen. I mean, KMOX is a very influential station. I, I, you know, I must admit, but, you know, Bradley has his pull, you know, with Mother Nature, and golly, you just never know. Uh, no, I, certainly, I jest. Uh, we've got time for phone calls. If you've got a few more phone calls, bring them on, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby here. We've got just a few more minutes, uh, enough for a couple of calls. I uh, had a call off the air. I made a comment about uh, in the B&W concrete spot, um, as I endorse them as a company, uh, I made a comment about grounding the electric um circuits or grounding the mesh the reinforcing in the concrete around a swimming pool think about this so I, it seems that I need to explain this a little bit more so a uh, ground fault circuit interrupter GFCI any outdoor outlet uh, whatever it is or some errant, some problem electrical current that may be supplied by the electrical panel. If something's wrong, the concrete, the reinforcing steel in the concrete can carry that current directly to the water in the pool. So even though the pool is in a liner, could be in a rubber or plastic liner, 30 mil PVC, so it's an insulator. So that even though the water is in the soil, seldom does the swimming pool water touch or ground. It is in isolation by that liner or the gunite concrete pool or whatever it is. The point being is typically the coping or the little concrete edge, if you have concrete around your pool, that concrete typically has a whole lot of steel reinforcing in it to make that strong. Well, steel carries electric, good, bad, or ugly. So one of the ways that we've learned, again, here's new technology, is we have electricians, a licensed electrician, come in and ground the reinforcing steel in the concrete so that if current gets to that concrete slab around the pool trying to get to the water and, you know, fry our little bathers that might be in the pool, grounding that electrical grid, which is the reinforcing steel inside the concrete deck, is very critically, life-savingly important. Kind of weird, huh? 
Yeah, when I learned that, I thought that was pretty amazing. And B&W knows all about it. Our electricians at Mosby know all about it. But, you know, for I'm a generalist. I'm pretty much flying around at 50,000 feet elevation. And I found that very fascinating. For those of you that are around lakes, uh, have boats and charge or have um, shore power that delivers from a, um, a plug-in on the dock into the boat, if the boat grounding is not proper or the wiring in that boat because of the propeller, the engine, and the electrical system, some of those uh, shore power connections can electrify the lake. Yeah, we're learning a whole lot more because having great power means great responsibility. So there are just a lot of things happening in my world that we have to stay on top of, which is why, you know, we at Mosby have licensed electricians, licensed plumbers, uh, licensed architects because we're, we're, you know, people count on us to know this stuff. And we can't help it. We love it. Uh, anyway, let's go to the phones and see what's cooking here with my friend Marjorie. Hey, Marjorie. Scott, how can I help? Hi. Well, I have a bit of a horror story. I want to to tell you about it and see what you think. Okay. Um, April, no, March the 8th, I had a plumbing inspection. I have a contract with these plumbers. Mm -hmm. And so they come in once a year to make a plumbing inspection. Well, one of the things they did was to drain the hot water heater. And they took a hose, and, and there's a bathtub close to where it is located, it ran the water into it, which and had a little, like a little rusty color, yeah. a little bit. So I was told I had three options. You know, I could go ahead and replace a hot water heater. It wasn't doing anything yet. I could, uh, they thought it would be a good idea to also put a descaler in mm -hmm. uh, next to the uh, uh, water conditioner. Or, or just ignore the whole thing. So I elected to do the, the scaler. Okay, this and that kid that was that was put in on March the fifteenth, April the thirtieth. I went downstairs and I don't. It's, this is down the basement. I don't go downstairs that often, and it's finished. I looked and there was water um, uh, underneath what I thought was the, the scaler, and I thought, oh my God, the, the scaler is leaking. Well. Marjorie, I've got about 30 seconds. needs to go quick. Okay. I called the plumbing company. They said it wasn't the descaler. Uh, they said it could be the, air, uh, hot war the water conditioner. He said it wasn't that. We found out it was the hot water heater. Now, they said, he listened. He said he could hear a pinhole thing in that hot water heater and that there was like a whole bunch of water. The whole basement's a swimming pool. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, so the the moral possible? of the story is is change your water heater. Yeah, is that possible though that a pinhole like that could could happen that fast? Oh my goodness, yes. And then and then cause that because it was about a month then that much water to come in and, and and go down. I guess. Well, that much water at sixty or seventy psi, you betcha. You know, so indeed you can get a lot of water out. You know, pretty quickly, uh, and once it starts leaking, you know, you can't keep it from leaking. So um, anyway, we're getting on to the cards and the uh, Cubs here soon. My apologies, Marjorie, for cutting you off, but we have to get on to the cards and the Cubs baseball on KMOX.